Yeah, I mean, are you good? You good? Just make sure you're happy. All right. Here we go. Stacking them deep, selling them cheap. It tastes like gasoline, rubber, and victory. We're out here stacking pennies. Hey, friends. Corley Joy here. Thanks for tuning in for another episode of Stacking Pennies. I am here in studio with Pit Road Boats and Woes analyst, my good friend Ryan Flores, front change for Brad Kozlowski. Glad to be here. Glad you can make it. Chuck Bush in the back spinning the records. Chucky B on the ones and twos. (laughs) (laughs) And then we got Ice Cold Takes, Jonathan Merriman. (laughs) Say and then Ice Cold Takes. (laughs) Come on. Yeah, come in with a little more steam than that. Me? Yeah. I I mean, you know, ice cold takes and ice cold intros, man. I'm I'm cold all the way around. It's cold as ice. Cold-blooded. He's willing to sacrifice our love. Anyway, that's a man. That's we, song, got, yeah. we got a big show keyed up. We have the big winner this week, uh, Mr. Kyle Larson jumping on, talking about all sorts of stuff, dirt racing, motorhome driving, uh, and everything in between, possibly hinting at going for the Indy 500. Stay tuned for that here later in the show. Um, something not so much NASCAR related. It was the first time in my life that pulling the driver card for a ticket or got me out of a ticket. Have you ever? Yeah, you don't pull the driver card much. Try not to. Say as your friend for a long time, you but but now you're getting some like I'm gonna be gonna be fair and honest here. I don't know that you could have pulled the driver card before this year. You're getting no. you're doing a lot better. Getting some rec- getting some recognition, great hair. Yeah, Mike Joyce talking about me. Yep. And actually calls me Corey instead of Don. Three my grandpa. Three top twenties in a row, the best streak of your career. Best streak of mine inspires career. We're trending yep. up, boys. Yeah. So now up. you can pull the driver card. Like Dogecoin. Don't abuse it. Dad to those the, pennies. Headed higher to higher. the moon. So what happened was we landed at like four thirty in the morning on Sunday or Monday morning. All I want to do is go home. And I know Ryan and I both fly into Statesville. There's always one some bitch sitting over there He's a cop. by He's that not. elementary school. Give him they are <laughs> no, law and order. I, I He knows what him. he's doing. He knows what he's doing, right? Because guys may, may or might be drinking on the flight, right? They might snag somebody sleeping, whatever. I drive by him. I was like 37 in a 25 or something, a little bit of a speed trap. So pulls me over, and I'm like, I've got my cell phone with like my hard card in the clear case with all these e stickers on the back of it, and I set it on my lap. I'm like, okay, maybe I can like pull this card. I'll tell you, sir, it's been a long day flying from Sonoma. Comes up, he like sees my phone. He said, uh, "What team you work for?" And I was like, "Spire." Where'd y'all run today? It's eighteenth. And um, he didn't really know who I was at the moment, so I was like fumbled my license and gave it to him. He's like, "Oh, oh man, you were doing good until Ross spun you out." Yeah. <laughs> I said, "Yeah, man." He goes, "Man, just uh, just go a little slower over here, will you?" I said, man, "Thank you, I appreciate you." So I reached in the back of the seat, grabbed my hat, set him on his way. That was the only time the driver card worked. Good thing he wasn't an Eric Jones fan. Oh, God. (laughs) Good thing, because Eric thought he was going to try to crowd me a little bit. If he'd have listened to the podcast, he'd have known. If that seven's behind him, you better give it a little extra room. I was in there, Merriman. Now, you didn't run into him. He just just took what was yours. I took what was mine. He, uh... 
He definitely like tried the what do they call it Jersey Turnpike you a little bit. What does that mean? Just go. What does that? He takes offense to that. Tell me, you're from up there. Jersey Turnpike it. (laughs) Can Uh, we hang on? Hang on. This might be this. This might be diverting it a little bit. We're going down a rabbit hole. The first I've only been to Jersey like actually wanted to stop in Jersey one time. (laughs) I brought him there for an. He brought me there for indoor race. Did we fly or drive? We drove up. We drove. You said, I quote, hang on, hang on, hang on. That drive is just long enough to, I hate it. It's yeah. just barely long enough to hate. It is. And we pulled in, we pulled in there, like past the Jersey line. We weren't 300 yards in and there's just a bag of trash scattered all over the road. <laughs> yeah. I said, when oh, I yeah. came to Jersey, this is exactly what I pictured. That's Welcome true. to New Jersey where the trash is everywhere. I digress. I got I got one real quick. Okay. We we left the racetrack with Brad and Brad got in his fire in his fire suit, got in his rental car and left. So maybe that's what he was doing. If he got a speeding ticket, you ain't gonna. He's a habitual in his fire, fire suit, suit driver. He's I'm like, a where habitual. you going, man? Wawa? Where are you going in that fire suit? <laughs> From Sonoma. From Sonoma, just got like we walked out and he was just in his fire suit, got in his rental car and drove home. And then like pulled up next to him at the light and rolled the window down. And he's like, "What's up?" I said, "You got your fire suit on?" Hell yeah. Did you like, not hear the story I told when he was on here a couple weeks ago no. about how I saw him in his Tesla <laughs> driving to the Coke, going to the Coke 600 practice in his fire suit like eight <laughs> o'clock in the morning? <laughs> he's like the kid that's like, you know, he's got a baseball. Yeah. He's like a got a t-ball game at three thirty in the afternoon. The first thing he puts on is baseball. Pants I hope he shirt. stops at the. I hope he stops at like the um, gas station or goes to get co- coffee. Yeah, or he has like like he ate something that's not settling with him, and he's got to stop a quick trip. Or the Tesla runs out of battery, and he's standing outside <laughs> the road, and is oh man, all hey, these back like, to racing, <laughs> steering it back, Chuck, I steering it back. Okay, okay. I hear you. Your face is getting a little red. I feel like you got something to say. I did. I had a question for you. Like, could you have pulled the driver card anywhere else in any other state? Like, if you're in Statesville or if you're in Concord, you can pull that card. Yeah, generally speaking. But if you are in Texas, since we're going there, yeah. you're going to be able to pull that card? No. It's a national sport, man. I know it is. But Keep getting on TV. I just I feel like they're, you know, that guy knew that oh, NASCAR, he teams, yeah, NASCAR teams were going to be coming in. So he's like, all right. Yeah. They're he, you're it's not like, the only one. It's like fish in a barrel. That guy's yeah. shooting. Like, oh, yeah, these guys are just want to get home. Pew, pew, pew. Got us, and I was the first one he snagged too. No, our pit coach guy. We landed. We were the first plane landed. He was. He got him. Ooh. At at what we'll call it? Uh, three o'clock. Three forty-five. Three or something. O'clock. No, three o'clock. We landed at three three ten. He was pulled over. I drove by him laughing. <laughs> <laughs> that same guy Not pulled me over, but now he's wearing a stack of pennies hat. So you can get that at quarterlyjoyracing.com slash merch. But um, nice plug. Yeah. Back to the racing. We had a couple instances. I feel like there's a magnet between the front bumper of Michael McDowell's car and Daniel Suarez. NASCAR did a good little compilation of in-car footage of Alex Bowman. Saw that the 34 on that last lap jammed it in the old turn five and rooted the 99 up out of the way. And then, fast forward, turn 11, the 99 got him back. What was your take on that there, Mayorman? Uh, look, all is fair in, in NASCAR. So, I mean, Daniel has a right to be irritated. They have a history. Um, and, you know, Daniel said he was tired of the BS. So, he got him back, spun him out. Uh, you know, it's don't run him off the racetrack if you don't want to get that back, especially, you know, when, when the guys put you on the ground once before, I believe. Was that in Texas? He put – no, that was in Phoenix. He put uh, McDowell on the ground. I don't remember if you remember that correctly. On the ground. Qualifying, yeah, he right? grabbed him by the Hans device, yanked him down, big tree fall hard. Um, <laughs> I would not mess with Daniel Suarez. 
He has like who is that wrestler? Ray Mysterio with the mask. Mm-hmm. That's like Daniel Suarez as a race car driver. He will come off the rope and six one nine you. No, oh. I remember was, that move. Oh yeah, love that move. I was doing production scans, so I was listening to the uh, all the different scanners, and I had Suarez as one of my guys, and he was heated on the radio. Was he heated when he gets mad? Go ahead. Was he? I was going to say, does, does he cuss him out in Spanish? Like, does he get that mad where he reverts? <laughs> no, it, and I think where where he was heated is they had a fast car, and he was they were working on, I think eighth eighth, eighth yeah, place, eighth. and then finished twelfth. So like, you know, <laughs> that would have been a great finish for them. Yeah, and yeah, and then he gets uh, he gets shipped, and he was not happy. Well, you also got to take into account there's probably a fairly big financial swing between eighth and twelfth too, because mm-hmm. that top ten is usually uh, a, a one a ne- the next rung on the ladder for a lot of guys' deals. So, do you think that he was extra mad because they had run-ins before prior? Probably. Who's I mean, to say? You you always you're the driver. Time. Yeah. Um, I don't think in the moment. I think it actually was probably coincidental that they. Had a you know a scuffle in Phoenix years prior because it was I texted Bubba on the way to, down here this morning I was like that was a dogfight from the first lap to the last lap there's nobody like riding if you had a nose in there you're taking it just because wherever you blend in line is where you're going to run for the majority of the run unless you're Kyle Larson um, but uh, you know you were we saw a lot of damage on the noses right from fenders hoods being uh, smashed up. Because you just had to be so aggressive to get those one or two spots on the front end of the run because they could pay dividends in the back, whether it be pit strategy or just overall track position. Yeah, I, I you have a good way. It's it's different now, right? Because we're not parked next to each other in the garage. But remember, like, they obviously have been racing each other each week. Same thing with you in the 43. Whoever you're around yeah. the most is who you're going to have the most beef with. At least you don't have to practice and look at them like you used to. Like, it was always who you were close to in points For you kind of sure. had beef with. but. I'm sure that there's more than just that one that one incident that that's happened, but yeah, Suarez, dude, he's that's a new team. They got something to prove. They're not gonna they're not gonna take it. They're run, they've been running good last yeah. couple of weeks. They're hitting on all eight cylinders. I just saw they announced Tootsie's as a sponsor for Nashville. I don't know if I've ever been more jealous, Chuck, of a sponsor on a car than Tootsie's in broad on Broadway in Nashville to be on Daniel Suarez's car. That is probably one of the most fun nights I think I've ever had was at Tootsie's during uh, Champions Week in 19. And everyone was there. I don't know. That was one of those moments in NASCAR, like when I'm covering the sport, that it wasn't – I wasn't covering the sport. I was there as like just someone that everybody knows and is hanging out and having a good time. Like you're talking to people that like I talked to – Dale Earnhardt and Amy Earnhardt, and it wasn't like a big thing. It, it, I'm name dropping right now, but it's like one of those. It wasn't you know weird. Dale Junior. Chuck. It wasn't weird, is what I'm saying. Like right. it was just everyone was he there, and you're hanging out. <laughs> well, I think what you're trying to say is everybody had their guard down. Yes, because you got a cocktail in hand, you're having fun, and you know you can kind of be yourself. You don't have to be buttoned up. And Tootsie's, the Pink Orchid, is the place to do it. It's really cool to see Justin Marks and Pitbull uh, get those guys on on board. Well, and that's, that's been there, like, since they're based there in Nashville. And with everything going on with NASCAR getting back to Nashville, and we're going there in a week. That, I think, and Justin Marks has been trying to really build that brand there in Nashville, too. That music and culture side, especially with Pitbull. I know that's not a Nashville thing. It's the Miami scene. But bridging that gap, that natural, not really gap, but that natural 
NASCAR and music. Mm-hmm. You touched on it. I want to bring it back to somewhat earth here. <laughs> the stars have been out the last couple of weeks, boys. I mean, it is cool to see. I mean, you got Mr. Flavortown himself driving the pace car. Guy Fieri was at the track this weekend. Shook Kyle Shanahan's hand, coach of the 49ers. You sitting there messing with your mic? Michael Jordan, <laughs> there. Leave it alone. It's going to burp, man. And then the man himself, Mr. Michael Jordan, was there. He, I mean, I'm sure that was one he had circled on his calendar. He's got there, sip on wine, hang out in the vineyard. I saw Shanahan show. get moved out of the way when Jordan come walking by. Uh, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, how like, you know. They were, they were, he was like the big deal, and they were filming him, and then he was kind of standing there by one of our trucks, and they were, excuse me, sir, get out of the way. <laughs> Bigger name coming through. Yeah. A uh, nice entourage of people come walking by. The he, goat. The goat was there. He uh, he had he had his crew with him. So that was cool to see. And then, I mean, the last couple of weeks, we've had a bunch of people out. So NASCAR is getting back cool again. We got people in the garage area. It just seems right. Just seems right, Chuck. It feels right. It felt right in uh, Austin. Even with the rain, it just felt right. Yeah. And I think, you know, the the more we get into the summer, the more we get into heading towards the playoffs, like, one, the excitement on the track is up. Because that Sonoma race, and now granted I was in the weeds with it, but I was not really on the edge of my seat because that's not the type of racing that Sonoma is, but I was engaged the whole time. It was a good race from my opinion. Yeah. I don't know, Merriman, if you agree or disagree on that. No, I think Sonoma always gives us some of the, the best racing. It's not always it's not always the wrecks and crashes that, you know, some people want to see, but it's, you know, like Corey said. Everybody, if you had a nose on somebody, you were not letting off. You weren't giving anybody anything. You saw Denny's hood was caved in. You saw Blaney had the whole front fender ripped off his car. Um, it was, you know, there was something for everybody there. There, were ra- there was racing all over the track. And watching the 9, the 5, and the 19 in the pit strategy and how they got shuffled back, come up through the field, how they came up through the field. Yeah. Larson dominated and won both stages in the race, but I mean, they had to work for it. Yeah, for sure. And, and you know, just because the race ending, you don't get a Tony Stewart, Denny Hamlin last pass, you know, Denny missing the hairpin and Tony Stewart getting them just because you don't have that one moment on the last lap doesn't make it. So it's not a bad race. No, you do have to appreciate when somebody or a team as of late in Hendrick motorsports, is dominate. I mean, top two for the for fi- last five weeks in a row. And if it wasn't for uh, Kyle Busch with the meat and the sandwich at the Coke 600, they'd been top four two weeks in a row or two out of three weeks. So um, they are hitting on all eight cylinders. And I'm excited to talk to Mr. Kyle Larson here later in the show. But we're going to Texas again, not Austin. We're going to Fort Worth here, boys, for the all-star race down at Eddie Gossage country. I don't know what to expect. There. A million bucks. Now, is it still a million bucks? Because I heard yes. that it might not be. It is. It is a million bucks plus 100k for uh, Flores if he can hit all five. I thought, man, that's where I was wrong. I thought it was 100k for the pit stop and yeah. 900 for the for winning it's, the race. According to NASCAR.com, the race winner will collect one million and an additional. 100K will be presented to the fastest pit crew in a mandatory pit stop near the end of the race. Okay, Chuck, channel your inner driver's meeting narrator voice and explain in layman's terms, not with like the press release that has 90 million words on this stuff. Stage one is what? Stage one is 15 laps. So straight up. 
Right. And then after that, and this is where it gets crazy, is the few, after that stage one in the all-star race, not the open. The open is its own beast. animal. Yeah. So race your way in or get voted in going to NASCAR.com forward slash fan vote to vote for uh, Corey LaJoy. Please vote. We'll plug. I mean, I'm going to do what I can to make it yeah. to a segment and win. But if I do not win, so you could win for me. There you go. But this we is had, uh, we had Larry McReynolds on uh, backseat drivers this week, and we asked him about the format, and he said, "Just watch the race and take it as it comes. Don't worry about the format. At the end of the day, the, it's going to be pretty exciting." The big thing is like so you your first three rounds, first four rounds really are fifteen laps, right? And the first round the field gets inverted bet- by a random draw, starting anywhere between eighth and twelfth positions. So you do that, and then after the second round, the entire field gets inverted. Third round, you go back to that random draw inversion thing, and then the round five, that is determined by the cumulative finish of the first four rounds. So Confusing, right? So what, what you're telling said, me, What you're telling me is this. You better go to the store and get a six-pack of Bush Light and be at least five beers in by stage three so you can really understand this. Or just, or like Merriman said, don't try and understand just it. Just enjoy understand it. it. Just watch it. Yeah. Just watch it and be like, okay, if this gets shuffled up, all right, well, let's see what happens can in I, this next 15-lap segment. Can I dig into a little bit on the, like, why do we feel like it needs to be like this? Like, is it the attention span shorter? Is it, are we trying to just make it crazy? Like, what is, like, why do you think that we have this? convoluted system of an all-star race i've always felt like with the all-star race that's kind of been where things have been tried like people always say what happens if you do this or do this and it's a, a race where there's no points on the line there's a lot of money on the line so if you try a different format and i, I may be wrong on this it was was uh not saying that any of this will be in cup racing permanently but wasn't the all stories where stage racing kind of came into it first, right? Or you yeah, tried the rules end, package. You're not ever going to invert the field in, no. a, in a points paying cup race. No, no. But you always have that thing. Well, if you started this, if you handicapped this person, they'd still work their way up through the field. This is the chance. For <laughs> hey, you to do why that. has he got to sound like a redneck, man? That's just my like <laughs> default accent being from North Carolina. <laughs> okay, like I know those guys. Yeah, like hey man, hey Bo, you won't go down there. Uh, and, uh, yeah. yeah, it sounds like. Eddie Gossage, too, like what what I read, he's like, teams and drivers better pack their lunch. Like, he wants you to have to earn it. And if you do it this way, there's not going to be one guy that just runs away with it. Like, even if there's a guy that's dominating the day, he's going to have to restart 8th, 12th. So, I mean, hell, man. I think, just go honestly, there and race, do your best. I think it's going to be. We, we got the same thing as Sonoma because, you know, like we said, the strategy and this, that, and the other pushed Larson, Truex, and, and Elliott back. So, you know, more than one time we had to watch them work their way through the yeah. field, and that was that was the entertaining part. Imagine, imagine you know, if a racetrack like Texas Motor Speedway, like if, if Larson's out front and he's dominating that thing and, you know, that – you know, that pit crew's not going to lose him that many spots on pit road. He'd lead flag to flag if he's going to go down there and run like he's been running. But if he's got to start, if there's an invert after those those sections and he's the car in first place, he's going to have to pass people to get back to the front to earn that million bucks. Well, let me let me not sound like a skeptic because I think that this is late. a perfect opportunity. No. Too late. Because NASCAR has the opportunity with the all-star race to make it 
lean to lean the scale a little bit more towards entertainment than competition sport? sporting. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So why not swing the pendulum yeah. the other way and say, hey guys, let's just make this thing entertaining. We're gonna take a little horsepower away so you can get closer, you can draft and you can slingshot, maybe do a little shaking and baking. Whoa. Because I I'm gonna go on a limb and say the racing is gonna be per the eye test, per per the optics test, is gonna be great. I think it's gonna be great. Here's what makes it even more, right? It it's an average finish is what lines you up for the last the last stage, right? So each one of those quick stages is so important. One yeah. spot can make, you know, if you, with everybody getting jumbled up, it's going to be who can get to the front the fastest in 10 laps. So, and, and you're going to be, the sense of urgency is going to be high and you're going to have to get to the front. So it, it could make for, you know, you're not just going to ride and be like, okay, I'll just end up here. Try to run seven or so I'll you take can fu- yeah. get the middle. And yeah. not to mention during that fifth round, that 30 lap round, you got to come to pit road and make a mandatory, what is it? Four tire pit stop. Is yeah. that the last round of the night? No, it's no. the second to last round. So it's you have a final ten round, ten lap okay. shootout after that. So okay. you do all this inversion, you yep. do all that, and then you get to this big thirty lap round, yep. and in that you have to pit. So strategy, you're yeah. working strategy, strategy. When I strategy. when I read it first, I was like, "What the hell?" And then when you start getting to the bones of it, you're like, "Okay, this makes sense." Yeah, no, it definitely makes sense, and you can do that, and you can swing it the pendulum to the entertainment side. We saw, to Chuck's point, stage racing. Also, we tried the stickier tires, the soft tires. We had the green mm-hmm. tire options a couple of years ago. Thought that was interesting. Never really took a lot of traction, pun intended. I do think the all-star race is a great opportunity for NASCAR to try something new. And it's just fun. It's just fun. That's it. Just show up. That's one of those races that, like, I loved it being in Charlotte, selfishly, because as a native Charlottean, I love having that race here. But I've also said for a long time, it needs to travel, and we need to take this show on the road. Yeah. Y'all got underglow this year? No. <laughs> Damn it. Bummer. No, no underglow. I do like underglow, though. Yeah. You know, I enter, entered my, uh, channeled my inner Tokyo Drift, t- Too Fast and Furious. What about numbers? Where's your number? Numbers in the middle of the door. You know, I'm softening my stance on that, yeah, Chuck. I, I heard all the drivers are going to have to get their numbers tattooed on their lower back. Oh, man, that'd be bad. I'd be in bad shape. I'd change numbers like I'd change underwear. I don't know. I mean, I don't, know, know, if Austin, to go with I don't know if Austin Dillon has enough room on his butt cheeks to slap a number three on the side. Oh, boy. He got mad at me one time in Vegas because I asked him if he won, <laughs> if he won the championship, if he would move the tattoo for that up a little bit and call it a champ oh, stamp. He did not want to answer it. That's a good one. A champ stamp. He got That's mad a good one. Yeah. If you, hey, how about if you get the fan vote, you'll get a fan vote tattoo on your ass. Come no, on, no, on. but I did put on Twitter this past week, if I win the fan vote, guys, I will throw a little shindig at 26 Acres Brewery in Concord, and the first round is on me. Yeah. So get a free beer. Come hang out. If you win a million bucks, you can buy more than one round, you cheap well, that's just I said that's, that's, that's if in. I just make the show, Merriman. Easy there. Easy. <laughs> okay, okay, now, if okay. I win a million bucks, we're going to party somewhere else. In turn, I need a little help, guys. Go to nascar.com forward slash fan vote. And you can vote me in. He'll get a tattoo if you do it. 17 drivers maybe, have already clinched their berth in the All-Star Race. Maybe a henna tattoo. Uh, so it's permanent for like three weeks. And I can at least chalk it up as, you know, it's fake. It depends on how bad you want to get in the All-Star Race, right? I want to earn it. You know, I want to earn it. Hey, you got to earn it. Got to earn it. Now, I can earn the fans' affirmation and their love 
and their devotion. It can be like a Yellowstone brand. What if they get? What if they let you brand? What if they you get branded with the All Star Race logo, but you get voted in for every year from the for the rest of your career? I'd take that. Would you? Yeah, I'd take right? that brand. Huh. Depends where. Yeah, that, that's the big question. Is like, where is that? Is it on your arm? No, you got to do Yellowstone right here, so everybody knows. Close to your heart. Close to your heart. Mm. All star race. I would do like the bars, maybe like the NASCAR bars. If they had a the, the icon that's 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 behind uh, yeah. Ryan's head. That, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know that that could be all right. Yeah. If if I make the All Star race every year now, I'd like to run good enough and win a race occasionally just to get myself in there. Where I don't get a brand. Hey, that's, I'm with you. That's what I'd rather do. I'm with you. But until then. I gotta come up with different ways. Well, and if you do win, then you know, and you keep winning, then you could afford to get the brand removed. So, you know, just saying, you know, like that uh, okay. tattoo and brand removal costs a little bit of money, so you need to win a couple more. Man, I'm glad races. I have you guys yeah. in my life. <laughs> you know, somebody else we have in our life on stacking pennies is we have our big winner this week, Mr. Kyle Larson. Stand by because he's up next. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. All right, guys, we're back. Very special guest, three-time Cup Series winner, Elk Grove, California's own, Mr. Kyle Larson. Thank you for joining Stacking Pennies. Yeah, thanks, guys. Man, thanks for jumping on with us. Big win at the home track this weekend. I see you're sitting in your Tahoe or something. Where, where, what are you doing right now? Well, I've uh, had a busy day of competition meetings, and then now I'm running a little bit behind schedule. Um, I'm sitting in the grocery store here in Morrisville, going to do some grocery shopping, load the bus up, and head straight to Eldora for the dream this week. So a little bit busy Tuesday. Getting some groceries for the bus. What does the grocery list for Kyle Larson's motorhome for dirt racing look like? Uh, Caitlin sent me a list of stuff to get, but um, she wants to do a little crock pot dinner one night. So I got to get some green beans, some potatoes, sausage, uh, obviously beer for her, um, water, Gatorade. Planning ahead. Um, yeah, get some ground beef, chicken, stuff for salads. To go to. So you're headed visuals. headed outdoor this weekend, running the dream. Is that a hundred grand? It's hundred and twenty seven grand on Thursday, and then they're making up, so they have two dreams. So hundred and twenty seven grand on Thursday and then hundred and twenty six on Saturday. What do you how do you like your chances to win two hundred and fifty grand? <laughs> I, I like him a lot. We've uh we've been really, really good ever since I got in the late model. Um I don't know if you guys know who Kevin Rumley is, but he's, uh, and I didn't know who he was really, but I've learned that he's the smartest guy in the industry from what everybody says. So um, I'm definitely in the best race car. And uh, we've, I think I've got some around 10 races ran and um, 
got a couple wins, a few wins, three wins, I think so far. And a lot of podiums, um, have, haven't really finished worse than like, I don't know, seventh or something ex- aside from, uh, Portsmouth last year, I was pretty bad, but other than that, we've been really good. It's, it's crazy to me that somebody enjoys racing as much as you do. I don't know if I've met anybody in my life that, that has the resources or built the network to go race almost every night of the week. Like you have, have you, did you see yourself or position yourself like that multiple years ago that, or did did it's kind of just kind of all come together? I think, no, I mean, I've definitely gotten lucky to be with great car owners and stuff. And I think that's why I probably enjoy racing the most is that I'm in the best equipment and all all forms of racing that I do. But, um, yeah, I think just me racing a lot, um, over the years and kind of always wanting to not be known as just one type of race car driver. I think, you know, I've never been afraid to hop in a different type of vehicle, um, all throughout the week. So I think car owners see that and they've, you know, wanted to get me in their stuff. So, um, no, it's been, it's been, cool and like i said just very fortunate that you know i'm in the best cup car with the best team um i feel like in sprint car racing i'm in the best race car and as well as the late model with kevin rumley it's it's the same thing so very lucky honestly you mentioned after dover that you felt like you were a top three team on the nascar side and that's you you got you're at the top of the list now i would imagine did you expect to be running this strong this early in the year no, I, I didn't. I don't think anybody honestly ever can, you know, expect to be this good. Um, this series is so tough that, you know, you don't, I think you can, you can hope to be a top three team, but when you, you know, go out there and run top two a lot, it's, uh, it's surprising, honestly. I mean, like I said, it's just a tough series, but it's been a lot of hard work by a lot of people, you know, well before I ever got to HMS to get us this point and, you know, I think just I'm the lucky guy in the seat that gets to, you know, show what they've, what hard work they've put into it. That's cool, man. Is Now, you won at the Coke 600 a couple weeks ago, which is home to a lot of guys at Hendrick Motorsports, but you won this weekend, which is what you consider a home track. Is there any different weight that carries winning in front of some hometown fans or maybe even some old, old friends? Yeah, and it was definitely cool to, uh, I think everybody always wants to win at Charlotte because it's home for whether this is where you grew up or not, you know, Charlotte is our home race. And then for me, getting to go to my home track the next week and get a win was awesome. You know, I had a lot of my friends there. My my parents were there. Um, You know, before the race, I went and hung out with my friends at their campground and, you know, they cooked lunch and all that and then got to have them in victory lane afterwards and then uh, was flying out commercial uh, that night. So got to go back to the campground and hang out for a little bit and, uh, eat dinner with them. So, um, and two, I mean, I got to see you know, Brent Kading and Brian Matherly. Those are a couple guys that have been a big part of my career. I haven't seen them in a couple years. Um, but I you know, raced sprint cars for them in like 2009 and 10. So it was neat to just catch up and, um, yeah, just see a lot of familiar faces. Fast forward 10 years, call it enough 15 years. What are some boxes that Kyle Larson wants to check off the accolades, whether that be Knoxville Nationals, Snowball Derby, Cup Championship? Like, what are, like, to look back at a career, would, 
without leaving any unchecked boxes, what would some of those boxes be? Gosh, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know. Um, I hope I'm getting to do the same thing I'm doing right now in 15 years of, you know, being a full-time cup guy, as well as you know, run 40 to 60 dirt races a year to give myself a lot of opportunities to, you know, win those big events. But, um, you know, I'd, I'd love to have a few championships in, in the cup series. Um, you know, I hope I can check off the dream this week at Eldora, but you know, the Kings Royal Knox and nationals, um, you know, Daytona 500, the night race at Bristol, um, you know, Indy. I mean, really, I would love in 15 years to say I've, I've won at every venue and, and, and every race. Um, and I think that's hopefully can be achievable. I mean, 15 years is a long time. You know, I've only been racing cup for like seven already. So, uh, that's, that's still a long ways from now. And I think what I'd be early forties by then. So I'd still would be pretty young when you think about it. Would you dabble in an Indy car? Oh yeah. I didn't think about that. Um, yeah, I mean, I would, I would like to try, I would like to try the Indy 500 someday. Um, I don't know when that day is and, uh, it's just tough. You know, it takes a lot of, a lot of time, um, out of your month of May. And it, I think too, with me never doing it before, it takes a lot of focus and I want to be able to go there and, and feel like I've got a shot to win, not just say that I've competed in it. Um, but I, I would want to do it while I'm still young. So I would say in the next, like, five years or something would be perfect for me. Um, I feel like the older I get, the more scared I'm going to get of the event, but, uh, we'll see. It'd be, it'd definitely be cool. I've had, I've had opportunities, you know, each year, probably the last three or four years now to do it. It just hasn't worked out. I was gonna, I was gonna go to the would you rather section, but you brought up the word scared and I want to talk about it because you, you drive wing sprint cars, the scariest automobiles you could raise on the planet. In my opinion, like for the word scared after five years from now, when you get a little older and you might want to stay in a cockpitted car, is there any moments in them sprint cars? Like, Ooh, that was close. Or, Ooh, I could flip this thing out of the ballpark. <laughs> I've only ever been scared in a race car twice, like legitimately scared. And, um, it was when I ran, I ran a, uh, pavement sprint car race at Winchester. Um, there was like six cars there and, I finished fifth, I think. And I was happy to get out of there without hitting anything or crashing. Um, so there was that night. And then another night was, uh, 2012. I think I ran a gnawing sprint car at Terre Haute. And I remember all week leading up to it, I was telling my crew chief, I was like, cause gnawing sprint cars are scary at any track, but I've never really been like scared to go anywhere, but I was scared to go to Terre Haute and gnawing sprint cars. They used to, and still sometimes do they bike up really easy and just flip and flip hard. And so all week I was telling him like, do not let my left rear tire come off the ground. And I've hot laps. I went in the first corner and it, it might've came off like maybe nothing, but it felt like, you know, an inch. And I was done the rest of the night. I just ran right around the inside wall. I probably got lapped that night and I didn't care. I was just, I was scared. That's, that's been the only two times I've ever been scared in a race car. That must've been a decade ago. Cause there's not one ounce of scared when you jump behind the wheel and anything. So I know you got grocery shopping to do and you got to hop in that motor home and head to Eldora. So I got wood one. You're at, would you rather question for a million dollars? You're racing, call it 50 guys for a million dollars. Would you rather race a big wheel than a double black ski slope or Motorhomes up Pikes Peak. Um, 
Well, I've got experience in the motorhomes, so probably the probably the motorhome for sure. Yeah. Uh, um, them bus drivers though, they're they're uh, they're wild. I drove my bus to um, Richmond this year. I did a bunch of racing through like West Virginia and Pennsylvania, and then ended up running the Cup race at Richmond. And that was my first time ever driving home and like being in the caravan of hauler drivers. And them guys rip down the road. So maybe I'd have a, maybe I'd have a better shot in the big wheel, but I've got experience <laughs> in the motorhome. Well, there you have it from Kyle Larson himself. Man, thank you for carving out time to jump on Stack and Pennies. Good luck this weekend in the dream. Yeah, thank you guys. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. And we're back. For another great episode of Pit Road Boats and Woes, my buddy Ryan Flores, front change for Brad Kozlowski. You had the woe of the week, my friend. We had the woe of the oh, week. Oh, okay. We're a team. We are a team. Uh, yeah. That, not you specifically. Well, it You as the two look, car. Look, I'm a, we are one cohesive unit, all right? I'm yes. A, I'll take the blame just as much as anybody. But it wasn't your fault. It was my fault. But <laughs> Whose fault was it? Uh, Tell, they, put, they, they put the left rear tire. I'm not saying his name. They put the left rear tire over the wall a little too soon. It, it was just so untimely, right? Because we pitted and the caution came out, like, crossed the commitment line 10 feet. Like, that happens once a decade for your team, maybe if ever. Yeah. Right? And it was going to cycle us to be the first car on uh, on tires. And we two-stopped that last, that last segment, so that's kind of what you're hoping for, right? Mm-hmm. So it just worked out perfect. And and what you're kind of hoping for is maybe you have like what Joey did like five or six lap tires leading, yeah. but we were on stickers, the stickers, um, with track position. And yeah, so we what happened was equipment over the wall too soon because like kind of in my mental checklist when we when that happened we were at the end of pit road but like I was like okay no penalty jump late like yeah. stop stop time doesn't matter at this point and like they said equipment over the wall too soon Coleman said that on the radio and went and watched a film and I'm like okay we all jumped late what is it. Like, what did we do? I didn't know if it was lackey with the gas, right? but what, what had happened was uh, they set the left rear tire over the wall on the ground when he was like four stalls away. And there, you can't do that. You can't have this stuff on the ground until he's two boxes away, like until he crosses the line at the yeah. end of the box in front of and behind like one you. one and a half, right? It's right. It's the line, the box behind you. Yeah. It's that, it's the back line of the box behind you. And there, there's marks there. Um, and it was just a little bit of a brain fart. And, and it's a kind of a rule that everybody's like, that's a stupid rule, but it's a rule for a reason, right? You don't want equipment out there because if that equipment's sitting out there and it gets hit by a car, now it's a deadly weapon, right? Mm-hmm. You, you ever seen tires go flying and, and uh, you know, it's sponsors down there. We keep everything as safe as possible. So it sucked. Um, Brad did a good job getting back to 15th. We were damn last with 20 to go. 
and uh, it hurt our strategy. But man, it was hard to change tires this week. There was so much, let alone brake dust. There was so much sand. I don't know if they've been in a drought out there. It hasn't been that bad in the past. It was so dusty. And all you son of a guns just kept driving off the track. Like there's I asphalt keep, there for a reason. I tried to keep mine on the track, but sometimes you get a little wide. Yeah, I, I'm telling you, there was a, there was a lot of times when the car would stop and I'd hit my first nut and it would just be not be able to see anything until you were done with the pattern, kind of going off the field. Do so you wear was, glasses? I wear a full face helmet. Mm. I look like I'm. I look like I'm like stormtrooper. It's actually what it is. Is it's a downhill skateboarding helmet. Mm. Aerodynamic. Is it? Hell yeah. Nice. Hauling ass. But yeah, no, that was that was really the biggest woe of the of the week and one of the biggest woes of the year. It was our only pit road penalty um of the year so far, minus like lug nut penalties after the race. We don't talk about those though. Um no. but uh but yeah, they uh it it sucked and then Big week coming up. Any other things to talk about? Because the, the race really was one on the racetrack with Kyle Larson one driving on the away. Racetrack, yeah. Um because it didn't matter. Some guys were trying to short the stage. Get track position. It didn't, he they like he got mired back one time and just drove seven seconds up to the lead. He was right in front His of me. His car was so much faster. He was right in front of me. We were like 28th and 30th, and next thing I know, he's leading, and I'm still 27th. You had great strategy this weekend. We were all right. I guess they could. You put yourself up there. Them yeah. Danny Hamlin was not letting you have stage points, though. He was not letting me have stage <laughs> he, points. And he Ross rifled her down in there. Ross Chastain was not letting me, uh, he was not letting me finish. In the top ten, but it's you know, it's tough though because when you are on tires and there's a car like yours that has stayed on our tires, the sense of ur- the the urgency to get by that guy, especially well, here's a track like if that where it's hard to pass. If you have the new tires, you know the guys who don't, right? And you want to take advantage, and you don't want to give somebody on older tires any benefit of the doubt because they're just going to hold you up. So, I thought I had some gap in 11, opened the corner up, and Ross was in there and spun me out. So like it's. It's much easier, and people want to give lap cars flack all the time. It's way easier racing out the windshield than it is out the mirror. Oh, yeah. So when you got those old tires on, we didn't have super old tires. We had like five lap old tires. But the tire fall off there was big. Um, so tires were worth a lot. and We were just trying to maintain, but uh, got a little, got into a little scuttlebutt. Um, but we rebounded. You didn't get hit. The whole field come by, and you didn't get hit. I was, I, I was looking at everybody's eyes. I could <laughs> see their pupils as, as they were headed right for me. But uh, luckily, we didn't get hit. But big weekend because we were going to Texas for the first ever All Star race down there in Dallas, Fort Worth. And there's a hundred grand in the line for you guys. Yeah, yeah, there's a hundred grand in the last pit stop. There, it's going to be a green flag pit stop in the second to last stage in the thirty lap stage. Bro, there's so many moving parts to the All Star race. I can't even begin there to are. explain it. I'm sure Chuck will do a great job eloquently describing it because he voices over all the drivers' meetings. So we'll give his opinion on the 97 different elements of the All Star race. It's coming exciting up later in the show, but hopefully you make it in. So there's five guys on the pit crew. Yep. If you win the hundred grand, do you split that up equally? I don't know how that works. How does that work? I don't know. Do you draw straws? Um, I don't. Penske might keep it. I'm not sure. Maybe uh, it might it might offset all the lug nut penalties I've had for this year. And I might just come out, <laughs> it's like, oh, might yeah. just come out in a draw. Like one for you, <laughs> yeah. one for you. Yeah. No, all those lug nut penalties, one for you. This came up this morning, um, kinda in film review, and our coach said, um, very politically, look, the company's always taking care of us on this stuff. So better better question to ask once we win it than before. Let's let's win the money and then worry about what to do. Don't with it. count your chickens before they hatch. Now yeah. what is the stipulation to win a hundred grand? So it's it's line to line, right? So it's pit in line yep. to pit exit line. It's not the actual pit stop. So the driver rolling time, which we've talked about, we've hammered that on here a lot. Yep. You know that's that's going to be um, 
it's going to be big. I think there's a little bit of muddy water still on how they're going to check lug nuts, how they're going to check lug nuts before the race or before the stop and after the stop, what, what that's going to be. But as far as when the car's in the box, the rules are the same. Um, it's not like there is like a all-star qualifying where there was no pit road speed and you had to jump. It's just a pit stop, green flag pit stop. Whoever has the, the best overall time on pit road, driver and car, wins the hundred grand. I think they're going to you check speed, your lug nuts after it. You're out. Yeah, I think if you do anything that if you have a penalty, you're out. It's it's by uh, the book. Yeah, and that's been the question. Like, I, I think the question has arisen. Like, um, is how are we going to check lug nuts? What if one falls off? Like, look, man, we all get paid a lot of money to do this. Let's go straight up. If your lug nut falls off, it's just like it was back in the day. You're out. Yeah, you know, it's your car. Your car has to five lug nuts have to be installed on each corner, and let's see who let's see who the best is. So, are they using this as almost like a pit crew challenge? molded into the format of the race? Uh, I think in, instead of having um, instead of having pit stop qualifying, right? If you, if you have pit stop qualifying, like we always said, you have to bring a backup car the way that we've done it, yeah. right? So in order to not have a backup car, the only way you can go to the racetrack without having backup cars is only have cars on track for the race. Yep. So it's a great way to incorporate a, a high-pressure pit stop um, other than it just being... Because it, it used to be just a race off pit road, but if you're running only in the top three, are you going to win that race off pit road? This incorporates the whole field. Uh, it gives everybody a chance to win it. And, um, yeah, I mean, how are you going to make it to that last stage, though? There, If you if you wreck out early, you're not going to have a shot at it. That is true. Now, it, it's not only pit in to pit out. It is how your driver gets on pit road for under green, and it's how he blends off. Yeah. So that'll be an interesting segment to watch for sure. And there's about nine other segments you want to watch too, because the excitement will be overfloweth. For yeah, and it's a new and it's a new uh, package, so it could hinder the Hendrick cars a little bit. Well, I don't really want to elaborate too much on that, but they just took a little more horsepower away, which was, in my opinion, this is a ice cold Blue Mountain take. But this package, high downforce NA18D or whatever they call it, was the best racing that first all-star race when we tried it and it was even less horsepower than what we're going to have this weekend at texas it was like 475 or something now we have 510 don't like quote me saying that taking horsepower away is better but for the what they're trying to do for this weekend have cars bunched together close together this is going to do it yeah i hope it does i mean this could race like a super speedway you know texas has the opportunity to do that so it does we will see well, pit road boats and woes. Hopefully, you don't have any woes this weekend. You win hundred grand. I hope not. Do it. Gonna do it. Just don't suck. We're gonna do it. I will come back in here with my big check. Ooh, next styrofoam week. check. Yeah. We'll try to cash it. Oh, Wells yeah. Fargo. We'll be right back after the break. All right, guys, about to wrap this thing up. Time for a little spare change. Uh, big one-two finish for Colleg Grayson. This weekend at their home track in Mid-Ohio, A.J. Almendinger's resurgence behind the wheel. Everybody knows he's a good road racer, but uh, I'm interested to think, do you think A.J. is in that college cup car? Because they've already turned their cards over. They're going cup race next year. I, I'm not sure. I don't know nothing about it. Ask Chris Rice. I can ask Chris Rice, my Chris buddy. Rice. Beaver Dragon. I mean, he'd, be a good, he'd be a good choice. I mean, if they keep putting all these road courses on the schedule, you got your chance well, to win. For He's got IMSA. He's got... IMSA, uh, you know, experience. Yeah. He's raced them things. It's kind of where it comes from. 
Oh, you're saying the next gen cars will be similar to its cars. Yeah. Are they going to run like one driver for the college car or are they going to try and do it by committee? I don't know. Who knows? I I would imagine they'd like to keep a little continuity uh, in that thing all year. I I don't see why AJ. Now, I don't know. It just, it's, it's a, it's allotment of time, and it's it's if AJ Allmendinger thinks it's worth it financially to be back on the road for 36 weeks because it is a big time investment, and it's you know everybody has a perceived value of what it's worth. So if Matt Collick can make it work for him, then he might look at it. And I wonder, is that something that like for your first year of doing that, if you're Collick, if you go with AJ because he's got the experience, or do you put a Justin Haley in there who's you know been your guy that you've been. Uh, Grooming up for the past couple of years. Yeah, you go with AJ though. You you put yourself in the playoffs. If you've got decent equipment, easy. That's a hot take. Easy Cold there. Take there. That's a easy. That's a, seven, you've got six chances at a road course. But to, okay, hang on. To go hang out on. There and do something. Hang on. He hasn't been lights out in a cup car. It's not like he's annihilating these guys like he does on a, on a Saturday afternoon. The guys on Sunday actually can get on with it. So he might be able to run for a third to eighth place consistently on a road course. He's not going to be Kyle Larson dominating a cup race. It just, it, there's not a gap in, in road course ability anymore. Like there used to be for, you know, late nineties, early two thousands for the ringers to come in. He is not that much more of a ringer. If than, Christopher Bell can lock in at the Daytona road course, I'll, I'll punch AJ Allmendinger's ticket. Mm, I'd argue about with you, but we'll cross that bridge a later day. And I just wanted to keep talking about Ty Gibbs. I just love that little guy. He is a gasser, man. He is a he gets a he gets the job done. He's a driver. He's a driver. He's little good. driver. That's He's a good. good kid. Polite. Had him on the show earlier this year. Probably can get him back on here later. But uh, I'd love to see Gibbs put him in full time Xfinity next year. He definitely deserves it. But. Uh, what else we got? Some I, rumors? I got something. What we got? Look at my man's hand. Who? Show him your hand. Look at how hard this guy was working. He's got blisters on his hand from the shifter. Oh, yeah. I got two, you three big blisters on that thing. I don't know if you can zoom in or not, but, yeah, that sucker hurt, and that popped up about lap 20 out of a 80-lap uh, race or however many laps it was. Man. So I was, like, trying to, like, palm it, trying to, like, hit it with my fingers, like, like literally just like what, a teacup. What was it that happened? I got blisters on I my mean, hand. I mean, like, what caused the blister? The shifter. You, I mean, I, I get that, but was it just vibrating, or was it just the the, the force hand? it takes to get the things? Okay. The the second to third shift is probably the the hardest one because you got to go across the gate. Um, but it's just the amount of times, you, like, because whatever hand position you had that's comfortable, that's almost pretty much where it rides all day. Yeah. And I don't know exactly how many gear shifts it is. It's probably. 11 per lap, give or take. I'm just guessing, but, uh, you know, if you do that times 90, 90, yeah, your palm gets fairly wore out. Or I usually tape it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was a dummy, and I did not tape it. I was like, oh, yeah, my hands are nice and tough. They were not tough. They are tenderized to a pulp at the moment. But, you know, mama didn't raise no sissy. So that's, a little blister angle slow me down. Though. And that's one of those things, like, I know playing soccer, I had the routine of, like, taping up like before a game and you don't really talk about that in NASCAR as much. Like what do you do to prep for a road course that's different from. Yeah. I tell you the, the right side of my neck muscles, my back, my butt cheeks, uh, they just work muscles that you don't just cause you're turning right. I mean, your mm-hmm. body acclimates to turning left all the time. So 
you know, you can work it out and try to equalize, but all those little fine tendons and ligaments that don't get that G load of your torso going the other way, definitely get fired up. So I was a little bit more sore on Monday than uh, I usually am. And yeah, I usually tape my, my hand and usually the floorboard gets a little warm there too. So your heels will get a little toasty, but uh, you know, it's all part of it. NASCAR cut us a little favor. They put the half windows in, not the full window. So they didn't cook us like rotisserie chicken. So all is good, Chuck. I thought your body would have been well acclimated after that road course I race you did on Wednesday. <laughs> it was, it was not, it was, uh, I did that over your place too. Matter than a hornet. It was matter than a hornet. Chicago street course though. was quite fun. I was going to say, you how was good. that? It was kind of fun. I mean, you had zero margin for error. And, you know, if somebody actually probably spent time on it more than firing it up like three minutes before the actual practice started, I probably would have been okay at it. Uh, but if you just locked the brakes up the slightest, you were in the fence. And we saw that happen with a lot of guys. And James Davison wins by, I don't know, 90 seconds or something. So he laid, as James Smalls, Martin Truex Jr.'s crew chief said, a good old ass-whipping. It was ass whipping. So, what do you think of the odds that uh, that happens in real life at some I point? I think the, from what I understand, the Chicago Street Course is a little bit of a pipe dream at the moment. I think they would like to make it happen. It'd be far fetched, um, but as we saw, it is a possibility. And usually, how the I race and races pan out, as we see Talladega or the Bristol Dirt Race, is usually a little better in real life. Uh, so. I'd be I'd be down for that. I, I'm down for new venues, new challenges, and you'll see the guys who can acclimate and adjust quicker definitely come and rise to the top. So I'd be all, all in on a Chicago Street course. Not saying it's probably going to be next year, but who knows? Just a real one, not a virtual one. Just the real one. Yeah, <laughs> I'd rather not. The I racing one, but you know if that's all that's, cool. if that's what they want to give us, I'll take it. Corey that's, did not complete a lap. In practice. Until about four minutes to go in practice. Hour practice. Wrecked. Every corner, at least multiple times, and I finally got one lap. It was like was. it was like playing like Mario. Like he'd get through a section and then get to the next and then die. <laughs> and then get a little bit further and then die. And then yeah. finally, like right before just, right before the end, he got the princess. I wish they had the little guy in the cloud that would, like, pick him up and, like, bring him up. Set me back in. Yeah, that's, that's what I needed. needed. That was what I was trying to be. Yeah. He wasn't having it. And we were actually in good shape. We had our day going. I think we were eighth or ninth. He would have run go. about sixth. Yep. And then next thing I know, the tightest part of the track, Ryan Newman's driving backwards. <laughs> yeah. Like, in the way, and then we try to pass him, smash into him, Wait, and then my uh, like the old school uh, racing games where you just go uh, yes. go in reverse down the course. And yeah, you're going the wrong way. No, no, he was actually going okay. the correct direction, but oh, okay. backwards. backwards. Yeah, we used uh, to do that on the old. Uh, it's like NASCAR. I forget which NASCAR. Rumble. And was it NASCAR Rumble? I don't know. We'd go at Talladega and just like get so far ahead of the field and then go back and just like see if <laughs> it'd be two cars and we'd see if we could like hit each other on the on yeah. the front stretch, like bowling. Yeah. Plain chicken. All right, great spare chain. Another great episode of Stacking Pennies. Chuck, what do you got? Well, I was going to say, there's no um, jackpot this week because you guys are racing for the jackpot. That's right. But who do you have uh, winning the all-star race? It's going to be a Hendrick car. You don't think? Nah, I mean, it's a different package, so I'm, I'm hopeful. I feel like the – so I'm going to be a little bit of a homeboy here, but I feel no, like the I Penske think Joey, cars do a great job Joey's with got new a packages. Yep. I think Brad has a shot. Thanks for – Pulling for me. Yeah, Why just well. Joey? Joey's Blaney? on it. Blaney was good. I won Atlanta. Yeah, true. I think they'll get. I think 
I think when there's opportunity with new package, Penske jumps on it pretty hard. Not just saying that because I worked there. They do a pretty good job. But how much different is it going to be? I don't know. It'll be, I think a lot of of it will be about your help. If you have teammates close to you on restarts, a lot of it will be a little bit of luck, just in time and runs and stuff like that, and obviously a little bit of handling. But uh, it's it's all going to come into effect, whether it's pit crew, driver, strategy, track position. It's all going to come into bake into a nice little pie Sunday afternoon there at Texas. Stand by. Stacking pennies. Thanks for joining. Wait, who do you guys pick? No, we're done. <laughs> Merriman. No, I don't Merriman. care what those Who guys do you want. pick? Doesn't matter. I want to hear it. Whoever it is is wrong. <laughs> I'll take uh, I'll take Larson. Oh, really going He's out on a freaking yeah, limb yeah, there. Yeah. I was just I was going I was going to go uh, Blaney. That was going to be my uh, my take. Who's your car? You got to pick one. Yeah. I have a. I'm gonna make that damn thing. So you're gonna win it. Yeah, I think. No, I don't about win it, but I'm gonna try to make it. Who's gonna win it? I'd like to win it. Yeah, I'd like to win it too. <laughs> I feel like we're gonna win it. Two car turn season around. Well, maybe I should wreck you early then. That way you don't have to race against you. Yeah, but for to get to wreck, you should first guy races, man. I've been racing around y'all the last <laughs> three weeks. <laughs> Tell Brad to get on. We're a in stick. a different race, man. That's true. State, it's going to be good regardless. I'm going to make it exciting. Hey, the Open's always a fun race. There's always some yeah. excitement in the Open. So. A little desperation, you yeah. know, trying to throw the Hail Mary to get that thing in the show. Who knows? Just don't overdrive it in the Open in case you make it so you don't have nothing left for the All-Star show. Gosh, thank you for that advice, yeah, man. I know. Yeah. If it hadn't been for me, I don't know if I'd have made what it. you would have been able to do on Sunday or Saturday. Like, you know. It's Sunday. Sunday. Is it Sunday, Sunday night? Sunday night. Oh, Another late night. I you know, but pay attention. Yeah. That's all yeah, good. Eight yeah. o'clock. Eastern Eastern time. I like that time block. You like that time block? I like that time block. You know, doesn't it's not about what I want. It's about what the fans the want. The people. And the people want good racing and they want stacking pennies. And they need to rate and review on iTunes stacking pennies to let us know how much they love it. Yes. Oh, one last thing, guys. If I can remember every week to give a shout out to whoever mentions stacking pennies to me at the racetrack, I will mention you. The fire marshal, the guy wearing the fire suit, red at Sonoma, who says, yo, man, I like stacking pennies. This is one is for you. Thank you for listening. Guy with the fire extinguisher at Sonoma Speedway. <laughs> you know who I'm talking about. That's you. Fire Thanks for listening. Fire extinguisher Bill? Fire extinguisher Bill. I think that was his name, actually, Chuck. You probably, you probably saw him there, too. So I tune w- in. And, you know, hey, if you see me this week in Texas, Say you listen to Stacking Pennies. Maybe I'll give you a shout-out next week. Eat some barbecue for me, don't Ooh, I'll be tearing up some heartache. Don't worry. All right. Great as always. Have a great week.